Hey brothers and sisters, hope you guys are having a phenomenal week. Um, if you got your Bibles, John chapter 3 is where we're going to be today. Um, if, if this is your kind of first time with us, I'd encourage you to, to hop back to last week's video that got posted. Um, we kind of explained that over the next eight, nine, or, or ten weeks, we're going to be walking through the Gospel of John with one another. So um, this is going to be an incredible opportunity to engage in God's Word with one another throughout the summer. Um, specifically through uh, this gospel. So uh, last week we talked about uh, John 1, 1 uh, through 14, where we talked about how Jesus is the word. But more specifically, uh, the theme of this series is to talk about how Jesus is I am, uh, how Jesus is the Messiah, the one true God. So uh, if you got your Bibles, John chapter 3, we're going to hit the um, all too uh, famous uh, John 3.16 passage today. Uh, but before we get going, uh, let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you and we praise you. Lord, we thank you that your presence is here with us today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would awaken our minds and our eyes and our ears to see you and to know you today. We thank you that you are with us, that you are good, and that you are faithful. Would you make your word come alive to us in this moment? In your precious and holy name, amen. All right, John chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 1. This is what it says. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one else can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. 
This is an incredible moment in the Gospel of John. What we have is, is, is we have Nicodemus, uh, a, a Jewish leader, and what we already see right out the gate here is a contrast between uh, Judaic authority, between Jesus and Nicodemus. You have Nicodemus, who's a, who's a ruler in the Jewish council, the Sanhedrin, uh, part of the council that was uh, crucial and pivotal in the, the reality of Jesus' crucifixion later in the gospel. And then you have Jesus, a self-taught rabbi. Nobody knows who's taught him, where he gets his knowledge, where he gets his authority from. And so what we have is we have a leader from the Jewish council coming to this, this self-taught rabbi by night and going, hey, what, what, what's going on? We know that you're a teacher from God because only somebody from God could do all of these signs. And what Jesus ends up doing is, is, is he kind of names three things throughout this passage. The first thing that he names is he names attention. Names attention. In verse 3, it says, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus is an identifying the, uh, a reality for all people, that unless, unless somebody is born again, and later again in verse 5, he says, unless they're born of, of, of water and the Spirit, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. What he's going after here is, look, unless you know God, and more in fact, we're going to see the solution here in a second, you cannot see the kingdom of God, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And to say this to a Jewish Leader, not just a Jewish leader, but one is that that of the Jewish council of the Sanhedrin was dumbfounding. And what Jesus is going after is he's reminding Nicodemus there is a problem. There is a human dilemma that humanity is dead. The very reality of sin has caused the very spirit of humanity to be dead. And the only way to be to be made alive is to do something specific. And then this is where Jesus kind of shifts and he names the solution. So he's named the tension and, and the reality that, look, unless you're born again, you, you will not see and you will not enter the kingdom of God. And, and, and many of us, like Nicodemus, would ask the logical question, how is it that a human being could be born again? And he goes, are, are they to enter their mother's womb a second time as an adult? How is this supposed to work? And what Jesus is getting after is like, no, this, I'm not talking about a physical rebirth. I'm talking about a spiritual rebirth where you are made new and renewed in the image of your creator, no longer marred by the reality of the fall. And so Jesus names then the solution. And he gives the solution in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes, if you've got your Bibles with you, I want you to underline that word, believes. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The solution or access to this rebirth, the spiritual rebirth that Jesus is referring to is believing in the Son of Man. Or if we're going back to John 1, believing in the Word, the one who was with God and the one who was God at the beginning of time. In essence, believing in Jesus Christ. Now to believe something in, in short, simple terms, is to completely embrace something as true. To embrace something as true. What Jesus is getting at here is he's saying, look, if you want access to this rebirth, if you want to be made new again by water and the Spirit, you have to believe in the Son of God. This is the way to see the kingdom of God. This is the way to enter the kingdom of God. It's to believe 
in Jesus Christ. Now, John uses another word almost synonymously in this gospel for belief. And you can see it again in John 1, 11 through 12. We talked through this last week, but just to remind you. He said, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. If you have your Bibles, I want you to underline that word, receive. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So to believe in God is to receive the one in whom he sent. Now here's the thing. Saying that you have received Jesus means nothing until you answer the question, as what? What have you received him as? Many people will, will sit here and, and they'll, read, they'll read through the Bible and we look at it and we say, okay, yeah, we can say that Jesus was a, a great moral teacher. He was a great rabbi who, who did a great job at kind of evaluating and looking at things right from wrong and, and teaching people to love your neighbor as yourself and, and doing all of these different things. Or maybe we might receive him as simply the one who's, who's supposed to make all of our circumstances or suffering to go away. But the question at the end of the day is we have to say, okay, we can say we received Jesus, but what have we received him as? And John 3.17 gives us the answer. John 3.17, it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So the answer is we believe in God, we believe in Jesus when we have received him as our salvation, as our salvation. In essence, we have received him to be God himself. So, so we have Jesus in this discourse with Nicodemus. He is naming the tension. You need to be born again. If one wants to see the kingdom of God, if one wants to enter the kingdom of God, you have to be born again. How is one to be born again? Jesus gives us the solution. He names the solution in John 3.16. You have to believe in the Son of God. You have to receive him. And then he names his purpose in John 3.17. His purpose for you, his purpose for me, his purpose for humanity is our salvation. And what he's trying to get at here is, is we kind of look at, okay, God, the righteous judge, this is, this is how he's coming to condemn the world. And, and we kind of look at Jesus as, as this is kind of God, you know, kind of throwing the hammer down and saying, this is the way it is. And, and Jesus is saying, no, you, you're missing it. I am not here to condemn the world. I'm here to save it. I'm here to save it. And so we see Jesus' purpose established right out the gate here in the book of John, that he's come to save you and he's come to save me. What we're getting at here in John 3 is that the story of the gospel is about a God who loves his creation and cares for his creation. That yes, he sends his son, but in essence, sends himself to make it right. Jesus is, I am. To see God, to enter into the kingdom with God, is to receive Jesus as I am. A.W. Tozer, in one of his books, he has a quote that I love to, to kind of close out this message. He said, the Christian message rightly understood means this. The God who by the word of the gospel proclaims men free 
by the power of the, the power of the gospel actually makes them free. And what he's saying here is that this is the reality of salvation is the migration of the human soul from slavery to freedom. To take humanity and break the chains that, that enslave us by the power of sin and make us free by the blood of Christ. Brothers and sisters, to see God, to know God, is to believe and receive Jesus Christ as I am. So as we close here, I'd love for you to open your hands, look me in the eyes through the, through the lens of the camera as best you can as I, as I bless you and as you go from here. Brothers and sisters, may you know that the, God's answer to, to the world and to the evil and to the suffering going on around us is Jesus, is Jesus. If you do not know him and you're watching this video, I want you to hear me. God is pursuing you and he's coming after you. And his proof of him going to death and the grave itself to redeem you is in the person of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, may you know that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved by God. You are loved by God, and he cares for you. He cares for you. He's leaning into you. So as, as we kind of continue in the Gospel of John, I want to encourage you to continue to read, continue to engage. We're going to put a reading plan out for you guys, so if you want to keep following with us, do it. Um, we'll be back here next week with Pastor Chase. Grace, mercy, peace be with you.